John Mayer. Dave Matthews. Scott Stapp. Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I am Carter. For this week, I'll be playing the role of Doge. For the last time ever. Wow. <laughs> oh, in no. His, in his Jordan. final performance. <laughs> Two young brown on bound the side of the road. What <laughs> a Monday hour. I'm on the buy you. Um, <laughs> Never change your author. <laughs> That's a lie. Um, man. We've got we've got some energy that we have to fabricate every now and then. Mm. <laughs> Just to l- look behind the curtain a little bit, as we often do here on Two Chunks and a Hunk. Uh, Jordan, uh, it, it, well, I, we all have. We've been recording on Sundays, mm. which is tough. Is Jordan, tough. Is, Jordan is quite, quite the work boy. I'm a sleepy Sundays. boy. I'm a sleepy, sleepy work boy. boy. And here in the Metroplex, it is that... Beautiful, only you can only ever dream of cold front, gray yeah. cast day. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. I just want to be the nap- napping. Hi, oh, right I want to be napping. Right I just want to be napping. Yeah. Oh, right now. we also want to be Man. celebrating some a little bit today. Uh, we had a, a fun little time over on the social meds. Go social follow meds. us. Go follow us on Instagram at Two Chunks and a Hunk. Uh, celebrating five years of existence. It is absolutely bizarre yeah, to me. That's crazy. Still, that we've been doing this podcast. Y- y'all have been doing this podcast, I, well, almost five years for me. And one of the questions that I asked was some of people's favorite moments uh, on Instagram. Doge had no service where he was out there right. in the in where they filmed Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. And where they filmed that game where they that famously we all played. They filmed, they filmed that video the video game. game. Mm-hmm. That was the joke. It was well, they filmed it first naive. to be like, do people like it? And they were like, I, I, one note, I would love to play it instead of watch it. And they're like, oh, good point. We'll make it a game. Yeah. And Jordan doesn't have Instagram. That's and true. he's fine. He's fine. I'm For those fine. of you that are thinking about giving it up, he's fine. Look, he's successful. I'm actually he's a good looking guy. Happier, you know? <laughs> I will say, I've replaced uh, a little bit of doom scrolling with Kindle reading lately. This is just a brag ooh, for me. I'm just replacing doom scrolling with reading Kindle on my phone. I'll Overall, my disposition is much sunnier. When you say Kindle, I immediately thought kindling mm, because I'm in yeah. the survivor mode right now. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, I am too. Here's I am great, too. Great season of it. The, uh, here's, your, here's your little pro tip. Go ahead and just delete the apps of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just delete all those apps off your phone. You don't you need to them. Delete the account because you'll never remember your passwords anyway, so it's gone. Forever. <laughs> you don't need them. Delete Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Download TikTok and don't follow a soul you've ever met in real life. But do follow and our I podcast you, there. Yeah. Your, your life will be infinitely better. Yeah. For those that still held on to it and were interactive with us, uh, there was a question asked, what has been your favorite two Ooh. chunks moment during these first five years? I'd love to share some of these responses. Yes, please. Uh, just to share them to you because it's probably going to be the first you've heard of them, but also if we would like to uh, expound upon some of these experiences because we've felt Fine. them all. Um, but uh, one of our first was Box Office Ball for sure. So we had a couple that responded on Box Office Ball. Uh, October is things are beginning to pick up a little bit. It seems like the the best pick this month might have been Viola Davis. If you had not picked her yet, because she is also in Black Adam, which hasn't had a lot of heat, but it doesn't really matter. People are literally handing Dwayne the the Rock Johnson at these media junkets where he's there's like tons of people there, like babies for him to hold. Have you seen any of that? Yes, it's 
ridiculous. They passed a baby, like like crowd surfed a baby, so that like they, he's he would a, hold this like baby. He's a saint who's just come through their village to cure them of a disease. He had to. His social media team said, "Hey, Dwayne, I know." We know you won't do this, but you do need to go ahead and tell the world you're not running for president. Right. Because he, there is always an assumption that he might do that. Anyways, box office ball for sure. Someone said, and there's too many zeros for me to know. I think it's 100 million percent. Uh, mm. Doja's song, Synopsis for Mulan. Mm. They said that was oh the best gosh, episode ever. I forgot ever. about that. <laughs> Doge tends to do these wonderful creative things where he just creates things. We had to talk about this before the podcast started in that he has, he's like, hey, I got a little idea. And it's this fully fledged, produced, wonderful thing. And I wonder if anyone's ever just told him, no, that sucks. Maybe they have. <laughs> he's had some tough jobs before. I've tried. So maybe you someone know, has tried. told him I've things tried. he Listen, produced weren't good. I could crank out a stinker or two <laughs> if I really put my mind to it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was Hamilton, right? Yeah, I think so. Because we had, at that week, I think we had all gone to see Hamilton in Dallas. Yeah. It's Hamilton on the brain. Hamilton that on the brain. Right. Someone said Star Wars series was one of their favorite things. They felt like they got to relive their childhood with us. And that uh-huh. was the best. It could have been someone who was born in the 70s. I'm not sure. But I'm guessing it's someone who was reliving wow. the Phantom Menace mm, vibes and totally agreed with me that that yeah. was one of the best in the franchise. <laughs> uh, Twilight. I love that they were hitting on a lot of these big series that we did. Twilight could low-key be my favorite series we've ever done. Wow. Even though Taylor Lautner is a big part of it. Even though, well, that that was also so fun about it. Was yeah. that y'all completely surprised me with the Lautner series. Someone said Chunktober is the best. Uh, the horror genre is the best and sometimes very underrated. Honestly, agreed. I was so not a horror movie boy <clears throat> before doing Chunktobers. And I, and I look we are. forward to this every year. And here we are. The Rogue One episode. Someone said, I love how much trivia you guys packed into it. Keep on rocking, fellas. Don't you worry. I, I don't know how to do anything else. Someone said, and this was a pull from back in the days when we stayed in a shed inside of a building. It's we true. had two, two, two roofs above our mm. heads in these times of recording back when we recorded in person before anyone knew what the pandemic was. <laughs> Such an innocent time. Someone said, <laughs> just like you do, Grandpa. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is their favorite part. I don't know when was it, it got you, brought up. Were you, the, were you the one that answered Carter that question? Carter replied to own, his own sticker. I, right? No, I didn't answer my own question. Uh, but there is that, it's, a, it's some medication that you can't breathe well. Right? And grandpa's sharing with the worst actor in the world, this little boy, about how <laughs> the, the wolf couldn't, could not blow down. He didn't have enough breath for that, that brick house. And the little boy looks up and just says, just like you do sometimes, grandpa. <laughs> um, which is something that's been said in the Willis family for a long time because it stood out. Uh, the powerful music of Two Chunks Day. If you ever want to go back to Ooh, wow. I mean, Two we Chunks changed Day, the world. we mm. totally changed the world. It was a very much we are the world scenario. Someone said Carter's Gimli impression, which yeah. I shared. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll share again. Can you give it to us? Yeah. Oh, mine. Yeah. That Ooh. was in our Wizarding World series, Do You Believe in Magic? We'll touch on that a little bit. Spring Delirium with Disney sidekicks. There are multiple people that loved Spring Delirium, but specifically our Disney sidekick. Uh, we'll get a bit more into that. Do you believe in magic, which we already talked about, Mr. E and Discord. Literally any mention of Wii Sports makes me snort laugh. <laughs> uh, Wii Sports was introduced, I think maybe I brought it up during the first Summer of Love, which was my first I series so. ever. Mm-hmm. We did that not you, know how to has, talk about sexual relations. That is totally hijacked. Like I, when I hear Wii Sports, I my first thought is- yeah, it's, <laughs> over. it's over. <laughs> and then my second thought is the fun game for the Wii. Yeah, yeah, it's been completely ruined. 
for me. Yeah. Uh, someone said, bring back extra credit, please. Nope. Um, That's we'll our prize. See. My birthday's coming up soon. We'll see. Maybe it'll come back. That's a blade. Do you know how hint. on your birthday you get to take away presents that you gave to other people? <laughs> that's Hang my favorite that's part egg. of birthdays. No, that's, that's my idea. favorite thing about birthdays. What you if we did drive that? to your friend's house and be like, remember that movie I bought you? Give it. It's my <laughs> yes. birthday. Oh, man. Um, there were lots of references to that Do You Believe in Magic series, which was pretty special. We went back and forth. For those of you that have really only joined two chunks within the last two or three years, you had just missed that. But Do You Believe in Magic was going back and forth between Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. We did, for the sake of uh, pace, include The Hobbits. Mm. Uh, we were very glad to get past them. We, we included indeed. The Hobbits. It was fun to bounce back and forth between these two fantasy worlds. And one of the things that we talked about a lot in Harry Potter is how there were so many good castings there. Uh, Alan Rickman just kind of felt perfect for Snape. Having Thulis as... Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Lupin, even think of as Lupin, having Gary Oldman as Sirius Black, but then of course Robbie Coltrane, yeah, as Hagrid is yeah. one that maybe sometimes would even could go unmentioned because it just feels like Hagrid was in the movie, right? Um, that they cast Hagrid and it was it was just especially things hit different. This kind of felt around the, uh, a little bit of the area of like Robin Williams for me. Anything mm. that is like a childhood attachment, yeah, it's not necessarily the big big names, but it's somebody who just brought some kind of comfort. And from what yeah. I Somebody had Somebody who's read, been important for a large chunk of your life. Yeah, yeah. 72 yeah. years old, uh, died a couple weeks ago. And so just to have uh, hear a lot about how he was, I remember during the filming process, people talking about how much fun uh, yeah. he was on set and just having, then he had kind of a heartbreaking quote that was talking about in terms of his career, the kind of things that would stand out in context to his role as Hagrid, because clearly, you know, he was in some James Bond movies and things, but really this would be what stood out the most. And essentially he said, you know, really, I, I love this for the generations that will get to watch it and get to know Hagrid well, well long after I'm gone. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I fully, fully, wholeheartedly believe that. I do think Hagrid is going to be a special role, especially for kiddos, because uh, he just felt like a fantasy funkle. Mm. He just yeah. felt like a fun uncle totally. that was willing to do anything for you, soft-hearted. So RIP uh, Robbie Coltrane. Um, before we get into the ads and then into the second half, if someone was ever to replace him, so we already know, it's just been so fascinating with me. We'll talk more too about Rings of Power next week. That wrapped. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, once we've all seen that and have had some time to marinate on it a little bit, because I think it is one thing to release things during the heat uh, of it being popular, but it's yeah. also, I think sometimes when you sit on some of these bigger shows, there's some more stuff that might come to light it's in the super, week after. It's super fresh for me to the point where I'm like, I just want to kind of run it back again. Started episode one because yeah. that was so fun yeah. and I'm, I can't handle the fact that it's going to be maybe maybe 2024 before season two comes out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and with you know the clamorings around wanting to hear, you know, we get it on the Discord too. There's a specific Discord chat for Rings of Power, which has been good. We've got a lot of really Tolkien-educated uh, people in our Discord chat with some, some opinions over there. But... Um, in a week, we'll talk about that. So if you've been clamoring to hear us talk about it, we'll talk about it in a week. But to see things like Lord of the Rings come back after that trilogy was done, and, you know, The Hobbit kind of made sense. It was unfortunate that Warner Brothers blew it like they often do with some of these uh, going a little bit too far, spreading things a little bit too thin. Uh, but to see Lord of the Rings come back onto our television screens did have me thinking that I, I, I could put money on, maybe before we even, before we die, 
that Harry Potter is going to come back in some way. I think they could totally, someone could pay for a show to go back through yeah. and do Harry Potter. It's tough because it kind of took over the world, but so did Star Wars. It was done. We had yeah. three movies and then it came back, what? 30 years later, 20, 25 years later. And yeah. they didn't necessarily revamp. Nobody's going to make a new hope again. I don't think, I hope not. But I think there was enough missing. May I introduce you to a little Harry movie Potter's. called The Force Awakens? I know. Harry Potter, we've talked about before, the Harry Potter franchise was a little bit messy. It was tons yeah. of fun, great memories there. But we, we changed hands often, 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 often. And you can feel that. And so if we were to come back through this, let's say HBO or Amazon Prime, one of the, one of the big streaming platforms, gets the rights to uh, J.K. Rowling's story for Harry Potter and they get to have it streaming. They said, "Here's we're going to do it right. We're going to do it kind of how you can with some of these big things like with Game of Thrones. There'll be characters that you missed that you'll finally get to see. Yeah. They're recasting all of this. Uh, there might be some things that they get to repeat. Maybe they'll bring some people back. You certainly can't do that with the kids. Uh, <laughs> right. But you definitely would have to for you know the Snapes of the world and Hagrid. Who do you think, before we get to this ad break, could play. If it happened within the next five to 10 years, we're going back through Harry Potter. Who do you think could, could fill those uh, dusty boots on that mm. motorcycle? Who could play Hagrid right now? I got it right now. Tell me. Mark Addy. Robert, Mark Addy? Robert Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Oh. King Bobby B. Yeah. I think that's perfect. I didn't even have anything in mind. Jordan, do you have one? Is it tough to even say like, Feels too soon for my brain to even go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get like that. John Reese Davies, maybe. Yeah, mm. let him just, yeah. just let him just get a hand on the ball in both. It is tough to even talk about. I will say though, in terms of just like doing a reboot of something from the, I know the too soon is is likely in reference to uh, how how recent Robbie Coltrane passed away, but that I think is what like, I was referring to. HBO has proven interest in. Uh, doing reboots of, of franchises from around that time because that's I think that's how how we got Rings of Power. I don't know if you guys read that. They did a recent interview with the showrunners where they kind of were just talking about behind the scenes process and the Tolkien estate was basically like shopping out to major networks and and streaming services. Hey, we think a Lord of the Rings streaming show would be great. What would you do? Uh, mm. And uh, did you have you guys heard this? This is super interesting to me. I don't think I've heard this. Uh, Amazon's pitch ended up winning out, which was uh, kind of the appendices of Return of the King, a Cimmerillion-esque kind of intro to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, HBO's pitch was, let's take three seasons, three like 12 episode seasons and redo The Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the King. Tolkien Estate was like, that would burn every single bridge that is left intact after The Hobbit. So absolutely not. No. Netflix's pitch was a that it was described as a Marvel style interconnected network of shows, an Aragorn show, a Gandalf show, a Legolas show that would eventually lead into a crossover team up show. And the Tolkien estate was reportedly completely freaked out by that. They were like, hey, they I hated it. I literally like never. Literally never. I do not uh, like it at all. <laughs> and so they ended up going with uh the Rings of Power pitch from Amazon. But I thought it was interesting. Uh, that that HBO specifically was like, we could do it as a TV show. Let's reboot the whole thing. That feels yeah. like that feels like when you have a conversation with somebody who's like, so you're a movie guy, huh? And you're like, yeah, I am. And they're like, so here's what I'm thinking is probably happening in Marvel right now. 
is I think that probably <laughs> Ant-Man is inside all of the characters of the Disney Plus shows during their season, controlling <laughs> them like Ratatouille does and Ratatouille. <laughs> and that's why all those shows are so bad. It's actually part of a plan where Ant-Man is the villain of phase five. And you're sitting there listening to them like, so you've never read any comics or watched any of these movies, huh? You're just sort of pulling stuff out of thin air. Just like to play in the fun. IP space. That's it's what that feels fun. like. Is like, what if we reboot yeah. and do shows of the Oscar winningest trilogy of all time? Well, at that point, you're not even really changing the runtime that much. If Almost, it's like three, yeah. if it's like three, ten up, it's like 30 hours instead of 20 at that point. It's like, what are we yeah, really yeah. gonna get out of that? Uh you apparently so I, I haven't been keeping up with She-Hulk. Have you guys been keeping up with She-Hulk? No. Watched all of it. Of course not. You watched all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh I've heard that it ends very well. Carter, I would love to hear what you thought about it. I, I haven't been I watching liked it. it. Yeah. I personally I personally enjoyed She-Hulk. I really did. Yeah, I think it was a lot of fun. Um I think a lot of people talk about it breaking the is it the fourth wall that yeah. we break when we talk yeah. to the audience? Um being deadpoolish. Yeah, uh, which is totally fine with me in that sense. But I loved it. It, it definitely felt like a legitimate, like legal, like sitcom. Cool, and it was it was tons of fun. The exact quote that I heard from somebody this morning when I asked their opinion on the ending of She Hulk was, I, "I said I heard it gets better at the end," and the exact quote was, "Well, seven's better than five, isn't it?" <laughs> so oh. they thought the whole season was a five, and the end was a seven. Yep. Hmm. I think it's tough. I mean, there are tons, I'm sure you guys have read, there are tons of reports coming out from scoopers that Feige is spread super duper thin, like vocally, verbally to his teams. Like I am spread too thin with all the stuff we're trying to do. And that's reportedly why Blade is currently just put in the fridge. They're like, we don't know when we're going to eat that, but let's save it for later because there's no director now. It's been pushed back. They recently pushed back a whole slew of movies that were supposed to come out. And like- I hope Ali was a- Blood Oath. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's right. Uh, Mahershala was reportedly the one who was like, we can't make, we can't rush this out and just do this Good. assembly line thing that y'all have been doing. So Good. yeah, <clears throat> they pushed back a lot of the stuff like Deadpool, uh, one of the new Avengers, uh, Fantastic Four just got pushed back. So it seems like they might be slowing down their pipeline a bit, but. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the MCU as a, an entire entity is just vocally processing right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me think it's out loud like, for a second. If you've had the friend, yeah, if you've got the friend, which is me, that like when I'm trying to solve something or trying to even find out how I feel about something, I just throw everything out there. Right. And then finally I get to a conclusion. I'm like, yeah, okay. No, no, this is how I feel. This is what I want to do. <laughs> so I think we're just, we're in about five years of vocally processing. <laughs> and then hopefully we bring things back together again. But uh, speaking of uh, vocally processing, let's do some ads. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so as we look to October, remember we talked, I think last week, September was the worst in like 26 years at the box office. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot Mm. to be excited about uh, with October. There's a couple of things, and there's tons of people that watch Oscar movies and they don't go because they know it's going to be an Oscar movie. They just know that a lot of times it'll be story, good storytelling. And yes, very often, (laughs) illustrious movies for award season are really uh, deep and sad and dark. But- uh, as we look into October, there are some things to be excited about and some early reviews that I'd love to share with y'all. The menu is already at 87%. Good. Cool. Uh, so very likely that's going to be from this here podcast. You're going to hear about that. That's just a cast that just makes me so yeah, happy. it's real interesting. It's not necessarily who you would think all be together like that, but it's very nice. Uh, Jordan, the Banshees of Inishirin is still 100%. <gasps> Amazing. On Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it doesn't it has, surprise me, honestly. It has uh, uh, supernova levels of heat right now in terms of Oscar stuff. Very, people very, are just very just excited like, about that movie. Yeah. Kate Blanchett, who we love here, a uh, friend of the podcast, has a movie coming out called Tar. Have y'all seen a review for this? Yes. Or a I preview have. for this? Yes. She's playing one of the first uh, and really successful uh, female composers or like, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Like a, director. Not necessarily like, director. Yeah. Uh, Tar is ni- certified fresh at 94%. Amazing. Wow. Uh, right now. And so what the critics do have to say about that is led by soaring melody, they always like to be so flowery, led by the soaring melody of Kate Blanchett's note perfect performance. Tar riffs brilliantly on the discordant side of fame-fueled power. Mm, cool. Uh, and the Banshees of Inisher and uh, consensus so far is featuring some of Martin McDonough's finest work, which is saying a lot. Yeah. If you haven't seen In Bruges, my friends, and a pair of outstanding lead performances, the Banshees of Inisher is a finely crafted, feel-bad Treat <laughs> a feel bad glass treat. Onion, glass onion, which is a we could talk about some shoes to fill. Yeah, eyes real. out was one of the biggest surprises, mm-hmm. even with that cast. Oh my god, what a phenomenal, phenomenal film! One of my favorite movies of the last ten years. Yeah, glass onion is at ninety one percent. Dude, I it's, have heard that it is um, better than Knives Out. That's what I've heard as well. I've heard that it you is an improvement, a distillation of the formula from Knives Out. And V2.0 is even better than V1. What? It's on a boat, too. Mm, everything's yeah. better on a boat. It's set on a boat. That's fascinating. Um, we're going to play a little bit of Rumpelstiltskin. Please see on Destiny with the Rumpelstiltskin game. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you special ones right now, though, that have ratings. I'm going to even tell you the rating. These are all going to be fresh movies that you probably have never heard of. This movie sits at a 100%. Joker. It's Joker, isn't it? Rotten Tomatoes. Comes out October 21st, a documentary film. This incredible fish out of water story. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin, by the way, friends, is I read the description movie info on Flickster and these guys have to try and guess the name. This incredible fish out of water story follows the adventures of Steve Glue a small-town Michigan man who boards a plane for Eastern Europe soon after the fall of the Berlin Wall. 
His mission is to locate a secret factory that holds the key to the most desired and valuable Pez dispensers. He succeeds. He will, if he, sorry, if he succeeds, spoiler, (laughs) if he succeeds, it's not a spoiler now. If he succeeds, he will pull his family out of debt and finally be able to quit his job of 25 years. Steve becomes the hero of his own adventure, smuggling the rarest of goods into the U.S. and making millions in the process. It was all magical until his arch nemesis, the president, (laughs) decided to destroy him. Documentary. What is it called? This is Wait, a documentary. What? Documentary. Is this mockum? Is it mockumentary? Maybe. It says documentary. As in nonfiction. Oh, you yeah, don't Steve know. Steve Glue is one of the cast members. Oh, you don't it's know really about the president. Any guesses I mean, on the name? I think it's called Candy Head, because he's a candy head, and the Pez dispensers have candy in their heads. I don't know, man. It's got le- no. It's got levels. It's good. It's layered. No, it. So I would say stuck like glue, because mm. that's his name. I like that. It's called the Pez Outlaw. Dude, one hundred percent. That poster is cool amazing. It's a pretty cool poster. <laughs> yeah. The name is terrible, poster. but that yeah, that the Pez Outlaw is, is so good. Not, not very good. Uh, we have a movie here. Ooh, this is fun. This one's 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, a documentary and music. It's a music. It's a music movie. Mm. An immersive journey through the New York music scene of the early 2000s, featuring never-before-seen footage of artists like Yeah Yeah Yeahs, The Strokes, Interpol, and LCD Sound System, set against the backdrop of 9-11, <laughs> The film tells the story of how a new generation kickstarted a musical rebirth for New York City that reverberated around the world, inspired by the book by Lizzie Goodman. If you know the book, then you'll probably know the answer. I love those creative juices. I can see them. It's going to be something super serious and self-important, the title. I think it's just called The New Scene. I think it's or called... NY Scene. Mm. Ooh. I think it's called The Loud Millennium. Ooh. It's called Meet Me in the Bathroom. Cool. So I lied to you. I I saw a name far too cool. (laughs) And it's not rated, but this this is too cool of a title to not tell you. And I do believe this is one of the last movies that is going to be released uh, of Bruce Willis. So Mm -hmm. there's a Bruce Willis film. Did you see, actually, maybe not. He's granted... Use of his digital likeness. He's like signed away, like make a digital Bruce Willis and keep met, like letting those pixels be in a movie. Wow. That is still the most weird Spielbergian thing. Uh-huh. It's bizarre to me. Yep. This genre is holiday action mystery thriller. So hold on to your butts. Bruce Willis stars as veteran detective James Knight. Dedicated to navigating the demanding streets of Los Angeles in this thrilling first of a trilogy of films. So this would make sense maybe as to why he might have signed off on his likeness. As the city prepares for Halloween, mask-wearing armed robbers critically wound Knight's partner in a shootout following a heist. With Knight in hot pursuit, the bandits flee L.A. for New York, where the detective's dark past collides with his present, uh, his present case and threatens to tear his world apart unless redemption can claim night first. We do have a colon. I'm going to tell you, we got a colon in this title here. 
makes sense with a trilogy, you know? I believe that this movie is called Helliday, colon, Slay the Night. <laughs> that is an album with a lot of songs about a yeah. dad. <laughs> Why did you do this to me, dad? Oh, is that from you Meet Me in the Bathroom? You were supposed to be there, but you weren't there. Yeah, that is. It's from Meet Me in the Bathroom. Wow. <laughs> I never meant to hurt me. <laughs> no, I mean, mom cry, dad. <laughs> Had to learn a tie a tie from yeah. YouTube. <laughs> That's personal. That's too close. That's actually real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could feel it. Doge. This movie is called All Hallows: Colon The Pursuit. It's called Detective Knight: Colon Rogue. Boo. Detective Knight. Boo. Rogue. Boo. Did I somehow assume this was a Christmas movie? You said it was Halloween, right? It says holiday. Yeah. I thought you said Halloween. Well, Halloween was in the descriptor, but in the genre, it is holiday. Holiday. Yeah. Hmm. Detective Night. Maybe there's going to be one per holiday. I would like to play. First of all, there's only three holidays. Uh, Breaking news here The Mole. On Netflix. So I grew up on The Mole when it first came out, which was the very early 2000s, which is, you know, it's adjacent. It came out around the time of like Big Brother and Survivor and all that stuff. The Mole is where there's, you know, 12 to 14 contestants. They're trying to bank money, but there's someone who's trying to screw them up the whole time. You have to Mm -hmm. guess who The Mole is. It's on Netflix now. They've revamped it here in 2022, and it is a solid for me, eight and a half out of 10. Ooh. You would really like this. Ooh. It's very, very good. So watch The Mole. But what I want to do as we wrap up this episode is play a little bit of Synops Us. Good. Synops Us is a fun IMDb game I play with these two boys where it's a movie usually that they're pretty familiar with that they get to bounce back and forth word for word to create what they hope is closest to the actual synopsis for the movie. We're going to stay in a little bit of some holiday spirit in the Halloween season as it's, it's, it's going to be gone before we know it. So I want to do a couple of movies that are already out right now that you have to play synopsis on these movies that you might not have heard of. Is that less fun or is it more fun to do one that you know? Because you're not even going to get close at all. No, it's fun to If guess. it's a movie we yeah. haven't, I would say if it's a movie we haven't heard of, but you know the title, it's more fun to play Nix It Slipped More where we have to guess. Well, see who's it is closer. a movie you've heard of. Okay. There is a movie that you've heard of. Well, if it's a movie we've like, heard let's of, let's do this with Smile. Yeah, easy. Smile has a lot of heat right now in terms of the box office. It's already made over $100 million, and that's a lot for a smaller studio horror film. Low budget. And internationally, it's blowing up. Did y'all see any of the advertising mm-hmm. for Smile? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did some really guerrilla advertising. Jordan loves it. Jordan's really excited for this. I'm confused how we're going to play Synopsis if we don't even know what the movies are about. Because what if you're close? Isn't that funny? We can also not do that. No, I because I have ideas. I'm for on board. Things. I'm on board. I'm trying to figure. It's group Nick Slipner. It's group reverse Rumpelstiltskin is what this is. Hmm. Yes, that is true. It is essentially that. It's so got a colon. Play. It's called Nick Slipner colon collaboration. 
I love it. That's what we're going to play. We're going to do it with Smile. Horror movie that came out this year. Got some heat. We'll only do this once. We'll do this one time and then we'll be done. So <laughs> normally with this, I would tell you how many names are in here and I can. I can. Uh, well, you guess, I guess. How many, how many names do you think we have here in the Smile plot? One. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go with four names. Whoa. It is one. Doge. Very good. Take a guess. Hey, guess what the name might even possibly be. Susie. Not done. I'm sold. Okay. The name's Susie. We're going with the name Susie. So who is going first? Doge? Me. I got it right. Go for it. Oh, and it is two sentences. When Susie. I like that. Get out, get out of the way, you know? Go with what you know first. Notices. Smiles. She. Scaled. <laughs> of. Them. Exclamation point. Okay. Second sentence. Jordan, start us off. (laughs) 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 Little. Does she know there's a even more smiles Coming. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to IMDb and you're like, man, this smile's got a lot of heat. I need to read the synopsis. What's this about? When Susie notices smiles, she's scaled of them. <laughs> Little does she know, there's a even more smiles coming. Well, I liked it because that plays to Italy too at the end. It can play internationally. <laughs> That's there's why it's got such good more. international heat right now. Hey, even Chris, more. Chris Pratt, even take more. note. Chris Pratt, take note. (laughs) After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Susie Cotter. Are you serious? I'm kidding. No, no, no. no, no, (laughs) Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. I do want to see it. I won't. To end today's it won't make episode, me smile, though. What would have been Smile's biggest competition that would have been a movie that you produced yourself? Named after another facial expression. Hmm. Mm. So to end today's episode, I need to have your name. And then you tell me what movie ends up being better. I don't need the plot. I just need to know what is the facial expression that you're choosing here. I'm Carter. Wink. I'm Doge. Fast food giant getting in the game with a movie called Grimace. I'm Jordan. Yeah, smirk. That is an album with a lot of songs about dad.
Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.